How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are going to be giving you guys our three key matchups in Bears versus Lions. Basically, what's going to happen is we're going to give an offensive matchup, a defensive matchup, and an overall overarching matchup to the game uh, that the Bears need to take advantage of if they are looking to win this Sunday at Ford Field. Before we hop into this episode, I would like to say if you are listening on YouTube right now, do us a favor and subscribe if you are new to the channel and want Bears content every day of the week. Uh, we've constantly said that our goal for subscribers by the start of the season is 2,500. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but we are only 14 subscribers away from 2,400 subscribers. So if you do want content every day of the week, do us a favor. Click that red button to subscribe. Click the bell for notifications whenever we post. And if you are returning on YouTube, do us a favor and like this video. We'll set uh, we'll set the like goal at 50 likes. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a favor. Give this podcast a five-star rating and also follow and subscribe. If you just came upon it, we post uh, five podcasts a week, so you'll be getting a ton of Bears content on there as well. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-hosts, Par Shaw and Jalen McClinton, for our second podcast of the week. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty good. It's a little late. It's 8.30 here in uh, Indiana, so I'm just you know, getting some college work done and some homework that's due tomorrow, but squeezing a little podcast real quick. Uh, same here. Um, I don't got any homework to do, so I've just been watching some playoff basketball, uh, but that's about it. Yeah, uh, definitely some good basketball on uh, throughout the rest of this week. But we've got something more important to talk about about this weekend, which is week one in the NFL. So here come our three keys as for why the Bears are three key matchups that can help the Bears win this game. Number one, uh, I've got the offensive matchup for this week. We're going to switch it around each week. Uh, who has the offensive and defensive matchup and who has the overarching matchup, which basically can be any matchup. It can be another offensive or defensive, but the most important one. But my offensive matchup is going to be the Bears tight ends versus the Lions secondary, as well as a little bit their linebackers. Uh, so we all know how important tight ends are in this Andy Reid tree family. Uh, we see what Doug Peterson does in Philadelphia, and we obviously know that Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor, uh, are, are both from that Matt, uh, that Andy Reid tree. Uh, taking a look at the Lions back into their defense, their safeties include Duran Harmon and Tracy Walker, uh, definitely two important pieces in Detroit's secondary there on the back end. Uh, taking a look at Harmon, he allowed a passer rating of 39.7 in 2019. Seems pretty impressive, right? That being said, he was only marked as getting targeted 13 times for the New England Patriots uh, as he was a backup safety, so a number like that can be a little bit deceiving. Let's take a look at Tracy Walker, who is entering his third year as a Lion after being a third-round pick. Uh, he allowed a passer rating much higher of 117.2 in 2019. Uh, now, you can't take anything away from this Lions linebacking core. Uh, it's pretty solid. Uh, Christian Jones... Gerard Davis and Jamie Collins, but if these Bears tight ends can get into the secondary, they can probably find some success. Now, heading back to Andy Reid, let's uh, take a look at some successful tight end ones and twos that have done well in the past originating from his system. 
First and foremost, Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. In 2019, he had 97 receptions, 1,229 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. Now let's move over to Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Ertz, obviously a, a very good target, uh, has been reliable there in Philadelphia for oh so long. Uh, he, he was great again in 2019, not 1,000 yards, just a little bit under with 88 receptions for 916 yards and six touchdowns. And then something that's promising for the Bears because the Bears are going to look to have a some solid tight end two play out of Cole Komet. And uh, if you take a look at what Philadelphia has gotten done in the last couple of years, we can look at Dallas Goddard, who had 58 receptions, 607 yards, and five touchdowns in 2019. Now, obviously, you take a look at the Bears. They have Mitchell Trubisky starting this game, uh, someone who's been very good against the Lions in the past. Uh, I believe in the last game he had against the Lions, he had a completion percentage of 70, uh, 76.3. But, you know, it, it, these he's not comparable to Patrick Mahomes or Carson Wentz. Uh, but the Bears' tight ends really did them no justice in 2019. Uh, Trey Burton, four receptions, 84 yards, zero touchdowns. Adam Shaheen, nine receptions, 74 yards, zero touchdowns. Ben Broniker, who was just cut, six receptions, 59 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Eric Saubert, two receptions, 21 yards, zero touchdowns. And honestly, Jesper Horstead, uh, other than Broniker, was arguably the best of the tight end group in 2019, and he finds himself on the practice squad this year if it tells any of you guys oh, what the Bears did to revamp their tight end group, but Horstead had eight receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown in 2019. So the Bears obviously needed to make some moves this offseason. We all saw the memes where, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> 10 tight ends after the draft and such, but the Bears did do some work this offseason at the tight end position, so let's break that down. Uh, Jimmy Graham, the first, uh, I guess you would call the high-profile pickup, signs on a two-year, $18 million deal. Uh, it's it's not the greatest of all, all time, uh, but he was able to be more productive than the entire Bears tight end room in 2019 with the Green Bay Packers, so you can't really doubt that. Uh, and he, he's probably also bound for more success in Matt Nagy's offense, but just taking a look at what he got done last year, 38 receptions, 447 yards, three touchdowns, and 11.8 yards per catch for him. So obviously the Bears enter the 2020 draft. Uh, with, 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 no one really knew what they were going to do. There were needs at possibly wide receiver, cornerback, safety, tight end, offensive line. Some draft analysts even thought they were going to pick a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. But they go with their first pick in the second round and take Cole Komet, who was easily the most NFL-ready prospect in the draft, who showed a ton of growth in Brian Kelly's offense at Notre Dame. Uh, let me remind you, I, I say this in every podcast about how raw he is because I'm super excited to see what he can do in the NFL. But he was focusing on being a college baseball player uh, for the first two years of his college career at Notre Dame. So switched over to the Fighting Irish football team, ended up racking up 43 receptions for 515 yards and six touchdowns. Ryan Pace had some stuff to say about Komet earlier this week, and he said Komet might be one of the more intelligent rookies, football intelligent rookies that we've ever been around. I mean, you felt it right away in the Zoom calls. Look, a fact of the matter is uh, this Lions defense has improved, and it's going to be tough for the Bears' tight ends to be able to succeed here this weekend, but... Mitch needs to use those tight ends just how Philadelphia and Kansas City use their tight ends. We saw a lack of production in 2019, and that can't happen again. Uh, it, for the Bears, it's, the tight ends is, is a group that wasn't able to succeed at all um, last year, 
And if the Bears can even reminisce just a little bit of what any of these other teams out of Andy Reid's system are uh, able to do with their tight ends, uh, they'll be in for some luck not only this weekend but throughout the season. Uh, I think if you're the Bears, you have to target heading towards those safeties. Uh, Deron Harmon's getting his first chance to start here. Uh, Tracy Walker is solid, but I did mention earlier that he has allowed that passer rating of 117.2 in the past. So you have to attack the Lions' safeties if you get those matchups with your tight ends, and Mitch has to get them the ball at the end of the day. So I'm going to pass it on now to my co-host, Parth Shaw, who I believe has the defensive matchup of the game. Yeah, I have uh, the Bears secondary versus the Lions wide receiver group and tight end group, I guess you could say. Um, Lions had had a pretty good success versus the Bears last year, considering the quarterbacks they had starting against us. Um, You know, they had Jeff Driscoll and David Blau the second game. They did not start Matthew Stafford as he was hurt against us for both games. And despite that, their wide receivers had decent success versus us. Um, If we look at Danny Amendola in the two games, he had seven catches for 61 yards. And if we look at Marvin Jones in two games, he had eight catches for 117 yards with a touchdown. And then Kenny Galladay had a pretty amazing game the second time around where he caught that 80-yard touchdown pass from David Blau where he got the double move to work against Prince, totaling his receiving yards to 215 yards and two touchdowns versus the Bears last year. Uh, So that's someone the Bears definitely have to keep their eye on. And then TJ Hawkinson, their rookie tight end, in two games had nine nine catches for 65 yards. So the Bears do not lost a couple of players from their um, secondary this year. If we look at Prince of Ukamara, who guarded Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones last year is not not on the team anymore. Uh, Jalen Johnson takes a spot, a rookie cornerback uh, who's going to have his work cut out for him, especially against two pretty good wide receivers, in my opinion. You know, Kenny Galladay is an underrated wide receiver. He's top 10 in the league, in my opinion. And Marvin Jones, who used to be like a top 15, top 20 wide receiver, has fallen off recently due to some quarterback play in Detroit. But, you know, with Matthew Stafford back and healthy for week one, I think he can have a big game. I think two years back, he had three touchdowns in the game against the Bears. So that's something the Bears also got to keep their eye on. So Jalen Johnson, Kyle Fuller, uh, you know, they got it, they had their work cut out. So, so does Buster Screen having to guard Danny Amendola in the nickel, back nickel position, basically. Um, so for the Bears to, you know, pick up their game against this Lions defense, they got to be on top of their game. The defensive line has to be there, you know, watching the quarterbacks. Uh, because the D-line definitely does help the help these guys out. Uh, the Lions' offensive line is not that great, so if the Bears can get the pass rush going against them, um, then this def- def- defensive line will help out this cornerbacks and safeties. This will be Deshaun Gibson's first game starting with the Bears. Uh, he will be set, be starting us behind um, Eddie Jackson. Um, those two have had 17 total interceptions in the last, since 2017. So that'd be awesome to see them pick it up and hopefully help these cornerbacks out and maybe even pick off Matthew Stafford in his first game back in Chicago in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, you know, Sunday is going to be a welcome to the NFL moment for rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson. The question is, is it going to be a good one or is it going to be a bad one? Uh, you look at Johnson's 2019 year at Utah, his junior season, uh, when he was playing with a torn labrum, he had 11 passes defended. Definitely going to be a lot uh, to ask of him this weekend uh, when he's facing either Jones, Amendola, or Galladay. Uh, should be interesting there. And then Kyle Fuller's another interesting one, too. He's going to have to step up. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I think, was one of the most targeted cornerbacks in the league last year. 
and still had a, had a pretty solid year. Uh, a little bit down from his 2018 year where he made the Pro Bowl, but uh, still had three interceptions, a, a career high 82 tackles. So yeah, definitely going to be a big task for the Bears. Uh, the Bears is secondary to slow down uh, those Detroit receiving corps that are looking pretty good. So. I'm going to pass it on now to Jalen McClinton, who's got the, uh, I guess you could call it the overarching matchup of the game. Jalen, what do you got? So basically my matchup of the game is Mitchell Trubisky versus the like the Lions team in general. Yes, he's only going to play the defense, but if we want to win this game, Mitchell has to show up. Um, it was just announced like less than a week ago that he was going to be the starter for this week one matchup against um, Detroit Lions. Um, in the last couple of matchups that we played against him, he's well, the Lions. Mitchell Trubisky has been very well. Um, he had 866 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception with a pass rating of 132.4, and a completion percentage of a uh, 70.74.7. That is extremely well. Um, you know, he's played like uh, historically, he's played very good against them. The, the last time we lost him was back in Mitchell's rookie season. Um, he, he really has to show up in this game or, you know, I, I don't believe he will, but Nagy could, you know, bench him with, with the snap with the snap of a finger if he's not playing well. Um, we really need a win week one. Uh, last season was not a great season for this offense. and it, it was a down season for Mitchell Trubisky as well. This secondary um, of the Detroit Lions is they re, uh, is revamped. You know, uh, they traded Darius Slade. They drafted Jeff Okuda with the third pick out of Ohio State. Um, they signed Desmond Trufant. Uh, they signed Duran Harmon um, from you know the Patriots, who was a backup safety for them. Who like who Parf said uh, not Parf said, excuse me. Who Chris said had a, a pass rating of thirty nine point seven, due to him being the backup. So that might be you know um, a, bit a little altered. Yeah. yeah. Desmond Trufant is a is a, a is a very solid corner. He had three or four interceptions last season for the Atlanta Falcons, but he posted a um, 100 point, 100.7 passer rating um, when targeted. They have Justin Coleman, who's a uh, who's also a very you know good slot corner in this league. He had 103.1, and then their strong safety Tracy Walker, who was going into his second or third season, um, I'm not really sure. He had 117.2 passer rating. So these these. The secondary is not very strong. Um, on paper, it, it looks strong, but when targeted, they they give up a lot of yards and, and give up a, a lot of touchdowns and stuff like that. If Mitchell Trubisky can use this offense, if can use his advantage of these secondaries, and you know get the best of them with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Ted Ginn, Darnell Mooney, Javon Williams, and Riley Ridley and stuff like that, and also use the tight ends because he really didn't have tight ends like that. You know, we were using Jesper Horstead last time we were in Detroit. Um, and obviously, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet are probably going to put up more production than Jasper Horst and J.P. Holton and, and stuff like that. Um, then um, we can we need a win, like I said before. Um, Mitchell Trubisky has to play a good enough game to, you know, possibly go into week two as a starting quarterback and not get replaced by Nick Foles. Yeah, you would figure that these first two games for Trubisky are going to be trial games uh, against the New York uh, New York Giants and the Detroit Lions, uh, both teams that he's had success uh, against in the past. Uh, you look at him under Matt Nagy against the Lions, nine touchdowns, as you said, uh, 132.4 passer rating. Uh, this Detroit secondary is good. Uh, I, I think they have some holes, and Mitch is going to have to take advantage if we want to win this game. So those are our three key factors for 
why the Bears are uh, that, that if the Bears take advantage of, they can win this game in Detroit on Sunday. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, beardown.com. We're posting a, a very similar article on our website right now. Uh, one of our columnists, Ryan Cusack, is on that one, so go check that out. We'll put a link in the bio to that. You can go see what his uh, three key matchups are as well. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can go to Instagram and Twitter and find us at Bear Down. Uh, we tend to post sneak peeks of podcasts. Also like to get your guys' advice sometimes about what to record on uh, on some slow days. So it's definitely a good way to interact with us if you go find us on those platforms. And you can also find the links to me, Parthen Jalen's Instagram fan pages down in the description. Those are some great follows as well. We post a lot of stuff during the season. Uh, another great way to interact with us. Uh, one thing I would like to say before we go, uh, you guys will see Fan Mail Friday, our, uh, a new series that we're bringing to the channel coming next on Friday, uh, the pregame show on Saturday, finally the postgame show on Sunday reacting to Bears versus Lions week one matchup. We're not even halfway there yet, but it's been fun covering this game. Uh, I think anxiety is at an all-time high for me, but Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, any last words here before we sign off? Uh, I don't really, I don't really have anything. I'm just excited <laughs> to watch some football this Thursday. You know, Mahomes and Watson can kick it off for us, and then on Sunday, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, we got our Bears playing. Doesn't feel like football's already here, but it is. Um, a little nervous, you know. The Bears have been 0-2 the last two years in their first games, so so are the Lions, but. Hopefully we get on a good start because it is the Lions and then we got the Giants so we can start off fast and take advantage of some poor teams, I would say. Yeah, same here. I don't I don't have much to say. Um, the NFL season starts on Thursday. The Bears play on Sunday and I can't be more excited to you know, hopefully get a W in four field, but uh, that's about it. Whatever platform you're tuning in on, uh, we appreciate the support a ton. Numbers are up for us on every platform and we're excited to cover this entire season for you guys. Uh, it should be a fun one. I would like to say one more thing. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, Fan Mail Friday will come up this Friday. Uh, the night this video is up, when this uploads, uh, we're going to be posting on Instagram, Twitter, and on our community tab on YouTube asking for your guys' questions for that video. So be sure to go look right now uh, if you're watching the video to our community tab or to one of our social media pages and you can submit a question and maybe you'll be featured in Friday's episode. It's been a pleasure to be your host, guys. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, do us a favor. As always, stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.